What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You were listening. You were watching the Complex Sneakers Show. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, my two friends. First off to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. Here we are. We are not, here. Not, not Matt Melty. No, nope. I had a little. I Matt. had a little mishap. Last intro. Matt Welty, not Matt Melty. <laughs> Double cupped up to my left. <laughs> Mr. Brendan Dunn. What up? Usually I come in Tuesday and I feel like, oh, I haven't seen this guy in a while, but I did see this guy. We've been we've been with each other nonstop, joined at the hip. How does it feel? It feels good. I was outside. Poppy was outside. Okay? <laughs> you know? Put that put that knife talk on. <laughs> Listen. Uh, you know? But the question is, was it Oppie outside? Oh, was it Oppie outside? It was a nice summer night. It was a nice <laughs> night. I always, what I said, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the event, mm-hmm. I don't know later on but it was a nice end to the summer beautiful weekend like. i had a beautiful weekend saw saw our friend action bronson at the san Gennaro festival wealthy you'll be happy i ate a slab of meat there oh, yeah nice bronson said to me that we need to have another conversation soon so let's do it here yeah i mean I, you know, six, I would hope that means he's got another pair of new balances or oh. two or three on the way yep. do you know anything about that well he showed the shoes on instagram we've talked about it on the podcast it's teased him a little bit 1906 I, yeah i'm not i'm not sure you know he didn't say that to me in person i'm hoping we can have bronson back even though we've talked to him a bunch of times about sneakers i'm always happy to talk to him he's like a fat joe type character to me or there's so a many DJ there's Clark so much things to talk to him so daily. much you can talk to him about more than just shoes too mm-hmm. so. yeah like what life working out and then all the, yeah, the gym all, all the amazing things at the universe uh yeah you all you do that in private we don't need, <laughs> okay. no just kidding work out of course you guys working out you haven't worked out with him though mm-hmm. huh? okay we talked about it once but it hasn't hadn't transpired but hadn't. i'm just saying there's like he's a man of many uh oh come on es- he's a renaissance man yeah. yeah of course of course have you ate slabs of meat with him like him no we need to oh okay wealthy how was your weekend uh it was a weekend okay (laughs) nothing to report or nothing nothing, that we can report publicly nothing uh, not that I no mishaps like uh you know last episode we went through all your trials and tribulations no hey scot-free weekend yeah i think uh you got on the other side of it yeah the universe uh, was looking out for me nice nothing to report Nothing. I don't okay. think so. Unless there's like something that you're. Like, no, no, no. I just want. I just want to know how you're no, been. I th- like I, th- I said, I th- I've been th- hanging out with Joe, and I haven't I heard that from there you in was a couple uh, days. Something that you're like, you know, that one thing. Wink, no, wink. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I'm not. I'm not referring no. to anything in particular. But I'm happy you had a nice weekend. Saturday night, the Nike event, World Basketball Festival. Saw a lot of great people there. Yes. A lot of good performance. It felt like a New York night. Mm-hmm. Felt like a New York night. Where do we want to start with it? One. One more common. Tr- oh, I told you. I, I didn't realize what you were talking about at first. One more reoccurring trend that uh, that happened at that thing. Travis what, Scott at, at, the, at the Nike World Basketball yeah. yep. Festival. Travis Scott continues to wear the world's worst pants. So this oh. is interesting. I actually had a theory about this. Travis Scott was among the many Nike talent that were there yep. at the World Basketball Festival. Do you think he's trying to cover up the footwear? Yes, to- totally. And maybe oh. this is a conspiracy theory, Did but he guys- had on these gigantic pants hmm, that were very much covering up his shoes. And I remember when the first photos emerged of Travis Scott there at the event. I was like, what shoes is he wearing? I thought he was barefoot the first photo I saw. <laughs> wow, that's I really interesting. Thought. And then when I went to the event and you know we were in the general vicinity of Travis Scott, didn't mm-hmm. try to get too close. Like, Again, like, you could see his shoes were covered up. And I very much thought, and this is pure conspiracy theory mode, but I feel like it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that he wore the pants on purpose to hide the shoes. Method to his madness. Could it be? Maybe. Am I, am I stretching? I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I guess it makes sense. I, I don't know. It's just like I, yeah. I mean, I, I thought I actually thought about that. But either way, you don't appreciate the pants he was wearing. No, I mean, I, but I saw that. I think I was thinking about that yesterday when I saw that picture because yeah. the first time I saw the picture, I really thought he was barefoot. And <laughs> oh, I was like, at the event? Yeah, I really thought he was walking <laughs> around as a protest to Nike. Or what? You got a splinter on that court. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought he was walking around barefoot just because the way it looked. And then when I saw it. Because the pants are so egregiously bad. Uh, <laughs> no, we could just be honest about it. They are right. And like, I would re- never wear those pants. Really bad pants. Yeah, just really bad pants. We uh, could just be honest about my personal opinion about his pants. Right, yeah, <laughs> I think there's an objective opinion that those pants are bad. An objective opinion? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is that not yeah. an oxymoron? Well, you did say sicko mode isn't a slap. So, ooh, you're comparing. You're comparing. No, I'm not. I'm just saying his, what you said. Probably biggest song of all time to his probably biggest pants of all time. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> no, I'm comparing. <laughs> Sorry, comparing bad Sorry. takes. I, uh, no. Apologies for the language. I know. It's, you know Wait, last you week could... I dropped the f bomb. This week I dropped the f bomb. If we have you any, did? if we have any, just now. Yeah. What'd you say? We're effing back. Young, younger. 
<laughs> get demonetized. <laughs> Younger people in the audience. Yeah, make like, a note back in the studio. We for can't the foul be, language. Can't be demonetized. You know, no. I went into the Nike World Basketball Festival feeling cynical, as I often do, that it was just going to be another brand event. But I really was impressed. They had a nice array of Nike DNA artifacts and then forward-looking footwear. LeBron 21, the yeah. Devin Booker shoe, and also a cool array of, like I said, talent from across the spectrum, basketball players, everybody from Kevin Durant, yep. Devin Booker, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen was Jason there. I, I ran into Scotty Pippen in the bathroom. Did you um, ask him how his <laughs> did, did you ask him how his NFT project panned out? Uh, no, we didn't get a chance to speak there in the restroom. Uh, Sabrina and I did get a chance to speak about the coming Oregon Colorado game. Should nice, be an easy one. Not much to say there. This guy works the room. It's not even the room. It's the court. I saw him <laughs> walking around. You thought he was MC. Angie Martinez was MCing the event. I thought this guy was MCing the event at one point. <laughs> was it too thirsty? Me walking no. up to everybody there that I'd ever interviewed and be like hey it's me <laughs> he couldn't even keep track and he popped out with the oakley's on at night low light they're yeah. low light shades i i did speak to pj tucker and made another plea for him to come on full size run and it sounded to me like he verbally committed to come on full there size run so we have a possible pj tucker guest appearance coming up on the show there we go uh, yeah uh, also wemby as we mentioned oh, wemby yes wemby our coworker Ben Felderstein pointed this out to us. Wemby there on the court, sitting next to Stash. What a visual! Yeah, but, just uh, Wemby the, next the, to the anybody. Couple. So tall, and Wemby even sitting down dwarfs we, everybody. We were just like, he is so tall. Yeah, that was a big. Everyone was talking about that. That was yeah. a big guy. Yeah, <laughs> KD in the knock the glides. I see you, KD. I see <laughs> you and him you. aligned on yeah. on footwear preferences. Yeah, we built before the W. No, we didn't. But <laughs> no, but you know what. What I so enjoyed about the event is that Avengers moment and that photo that they captured at the end of seeing everybody who was there all yes. together. And it felt like akin to what we experienced at the Nike Forum event in 2020 in terms of this Remember huge that? moment and yes. all this energy in one space. And like I said, coming into it, I was like a little cynical and wasn't expecting to to really be impressed like that. But I quite enjoyed the evening. Jadakiss performed. There we go. Yachty performed. Yes. I, I heard some rumors that Travis Scott was supposed to be the headlining performer, and some people told me that Lincoln Center wasn't having it and that mm -hmm. everybody was aligned on having Travis Scott perform. He was ready to go, but that the venue itself was saying, we're not going to let that happen. We also heard rumors that they were maybe going to announce a new signing. You didn't You didn't hear that. Did, I no? didn't hear that. I Bad think, sources? Uh, I think that somebody was just speculating. Okay. Yeah, I think somebody we work with was just speculating okay. on that one. But um, Just an all Yachty ACG line? Did, Digging in the archives. You, you want you want that? Yachty as a Nike catalyst influencer. I'm I'm Yachty biased. You know that, but just he's his love for archives. You know, we did the closet. He said that he would always pull over to the side of the road at some like uh, garage sales mm -hmm. and look for just random random ACGs. So I always like when artists or collaborators, Jerry comes to mind. Go and open up the archives. Yeah. You know, Jerry was big on the Adidas archives, but I'm always into when brands sign artists that go into yeah. the archives and yadi yadi has a deep appreciation for archival footwear across many brands you think it's it's weird that nike has this huge energy moment where they're bringing out all the names but they don't really have anything like tangible footwear wise well the lebron 21 was there the Devin I, Booker no, one that, was there that anyone realistically cares about i think people oh, I think care they, about I the Devin booker shoe and the lebron 21 yeah, why don't you think? I, I, I mean, know. I know you don't care about them. I'm not going to spend my money on them, but I feel like the, I it was the, a world basketball festival, yeah. so it makes sense to include basketball footwear, past and present. You made me turn into like a Nike Homer real quick, but I enjoyed the event. And I feel like they had the right product there. I don't know what well, product I, would you want to see there. When was like what I would say is like what was the last big event like this? To me, it was the Nike Forum event in 2020, but across all brands, right? Would you say? What do you mean? Sorry, across like this, all the Nike sub brands? No, just in the last year, two years. What do you think was the this a felt sneaker like brand having was a the huge moment? New yeah. Balance, the track what? thing that Brennan you had gone to with Jack Harlow performed at. Okay, now you're being a New Balance. No, not because that compared to this. <laughs> I'm not saying it. No, you just course. said no. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that. Oh, this is bigger, or yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I like, just genuinely don't care. But yeah. no, you said people don't care though. Which I'm no, saying, like, I'm just saying that. Here's what I'm saying is, okay. is that there's the bigger thing is that the people who were there yeah. rather than people being like, oh, my God, look at this shoe. My mind's blown. Or yeah. like we need to like run towards this product. Yeah. There's no wow factor on any of those shoes. Like, OK, they're going to release and they're going to be like solid in the market shoes. Mm -hmm. But it's not those shoes themselves aren't 
at, like worthy or at the moment or at the height level of garnering this sort of event to celebrate them. Okay, that's fair. But I will also say, and again, I, I hate when I get put in the position of defending Nike because that's really not what I like to do. But the event, I think, was more about basketball as a whole and featuring, you know, the performances and featuring these these games, these championship games from elite high school basketball players across the country and then tying that back to product. If it were just a product event, I do agree with you. And I think that it would not have been enough product to sustain this gigantic multi-million dollar mm. event with a basketball court built on Lincoln Center yeah. and, and all these festivities around it. But I think that it was a cool convergence of product to an extent, but also these are the people who Nike believes in and these are the young players coming up who may be aligned with Nike in the future. And for me, all that created a holistic experience that was positive, enjoyable, exciting. Mm. Yeah, I had a good time. It was good to be out. Good Joe, to see Joe LaPuma was there. You never see that. It was good to see everyone. You Felt said it was your first event since the Obama era? It was. It might have been, you know. I missed the dinner, and I, I had to pop out Saturday night. <laughs> I still got home in time for Dion, so it was all good. John Morant was there, John rolling, Morant, rolling yep. heavy with the security. Actually, I feel like I saw there at the Nike World Basketball Festival uh, at Lincoln Center a microcosm of what might be the future or the current basketball footwear market and it was two young kids wearing crocs trying to get past jaws security in order to get him to sign something for him and it just felt like that is so emblematic or reflective of what young people are into in terms of footwear of crocs they are, have crocs and they everywhere. want the john morant shoes you know crocs are everywhere yeah i like jaw had the calm fit varsity jacket shorts and just some dunks just like you know nothing wrong with that yeah right wealthy yeah okay uh the lebron 21 was there this okay wealthy again I, I totally think you have a fair point about none of this footwear being too, too he feels exciting. Like, he feels like when we talk about USC right now. <laughs> oh, it's just not, not that. No, it's just like, no I'm just, just like, playing. Yeah. Did you see the Abalone Nike LeBron 21? Yes. With the kind of oil slick pearlescent colorway. Does that do anything for you? Someone, uh, a friend of mine, actually, uh, we were having a conversation the other day, and they said, can you please ask Brendan whether he knows that that shoe is bad that he posted online? I mean, when I wow, post the shoe, coming at the god. Okay. They're not coming at you, Hold but they're on. like, like he has to be, there has well, to be. Can troll. you tell your friend oh. that when I world premiere a shoe and put it on the oh. internet for the first time for everybody to see that there is value in that, regardless oh. of whether or not I like the shoe? Can air, you tell? Can you tell your friend? <laughs> you, tell, you just said it. I, I don't think it's a bad shoe. No. The 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 thing that should be obvious if you know our taste is I'm not going to spend my money on a Nike LeBron yeah. 21. But to me, that colorway is flashy and reminds me of the best Nike basketball stuff out there. It ties back to the oyster idea that's in the LeBron 21 in general and the shell and the pearl within it. Totally unmoved. Yeah. I love that he's here because I don't – because I – one – not ganging up on him, but I love that he just takes. What are you balling in the New Balance six fifty? Just not balling, but <laughs> I know, and I'm not balling either. Let's make that abundantly clear. I know clear. that we can go back and forth, yeah. but I yeah, hear just, you. There's certain, you know, there's certain <laughs> things in no. This is like the whole like Travis Scott music situation, right? Uh oh, careful. No, where there's like certain things that, mm -hmm. and I've, I've always kind of felt this way in sneaker culture in general. Yeah, where it's not like I'm like screw this, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah everything but there's just certain things in life that just don't get you excited that yeah. people can talk to it talk about it till they're like blue in the face and like be like this blue is face baby yeah these are like <laughs> the big moments not big moments in secret culture but yeah. just certain things that and you're just like okay cool like you're just gonna tap out yeah it just like no ufc you're just like hey that's uh and yeah. i would i will no, say no valentina who should have won the fight i i didn't watch it okay and what i will say is that you know, going through the years, you love to bring up like lists and stuff, and mm -hmm. you were right on a bunch of stuff. Certainly. Okay. So and we I, value you. We're happy you're here. I'm happy that you're. <laughs> what is it stage right or stage left to me? You know, disagreeing with everything. I love it. No, and, no, no. But I feel like he does get um, painted as a hater. No, very I, I don't often. want. I don't want people to think. No, be like, oh, wealthy's hating. It's just like yeah. sometimes when I see it like this, I'm just like, okay, cool. It's like you. We're here to celebrate like the biggest moment ever, and it's like, what are we really celebrating? It's like a bunch of shoes that all three oh. of us collectively aren't going to care about. Like yeah. after this event, don't speak for me. I care about him. I can't. No, you don't. I do. I do care about don't him. Speak for I me. was there. I'll on take my everything weekend, I just said Working back. on the weekend, investigating, like usual. The, the unveil when he pulled the I like to be at I moments that. like that where you see somebody unveil a shoe by pulling off a, a, a curtain off of it. The Nike D Book One does that do anything for you? Uh, that has to do a little bit more for you. 
It's okay. Like, do you like the shoe? Yeah. Do you really like the shoe? It's. What do you mean, like to buy it? Yeah. I don't. I don't think I would buy. I haven't bought a basketball shoe in a while, so. Would it get you excited? If about, you were a fan. Of no, him? no, 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 no. I'm saying, would it? Would you have genuine excitement around the shoe if you didn't attend the event? I'm trying to think what the last like shoe I had general excitement for the cold wall thing. Mm, the so can't, you, can't really go by me. Didn't you buy those recently? Or no, you I picked them up? Because, I didn't because the blue ones released yesterday. I missed the release. I oh, did no. early access. The thing yeah. overslept. $600 are going for. Really? The yeah. blue cold yeah. wall TN? The big exclusive. JLP shoe? Yeah. You missed the boat? Yeah. Do you know what a big JLP shoe moment was this weekend? Literal JLP shoe moment. Joe wearing the recently released reverse neon 95s and he had the jlp shoe bag yeah talk about it go ahead i'm here for this (laughs) now now you're excited now we're talking about interesting things no 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 no. and where was i at the i was at the nike place when i took it so yeah you were excited no go go keep going you had the you had to knock the glides in there it's like neon green team early baby (laughs) sorry can i say one thing yeah this is so flattering. I love that he's more excited about your yeah, footwear. Yeah, because I love him. He knows I love him. That's why. he is about LeBron James's latest That's signature model. The him. first ever hey, Devin look, Booker signature those model. Those shoes are Go cool. Ahead. Those shoes are cool. Like, I, I've said it on full size. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's a cool basketball shoe. But the LeBron 20 just came out, right? Yeah. And none of us have talked about it really since it came out. I'm not saying it's a bad performance We're basketball ballers, shoe or whatever. Though. Yeah, but it's just like. I'm the closest. It, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things in sneakers. There's so many sneakers out there yeah. that it's almost like, okay, it's here now and then it's gone, you know, where it's just like these moments pop up and then they just dissipate never to be thought about in your brain again because there's just so much information in the world and yeah. it feels like this stuff that pops up right now are just those sort of moments for me, you know, where it's like. Here today, gone tomorrow. And this is that thing you talked about of Wealthy being often right when we look back on the list years later yes. and you knowing in that moment that these won't matter in the long run, right? Yeah, there's certain things that I think D-Book, that shoe is, it's not divisive, but some people are like, it's cool, but then some people think it's boring, right? With is every that... shoe. A lot of people say that about. Yeah. I it like just... the shoe a lot. Me too. I, I wish, damn, we got sidetracked. The JLP I bag. get hold on. You no, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I get, I no? get more excited yes. about seeing things that my friends do I or, love this. Or, or or are excited about mm-hmm. than just being wowed at uh a Nike basketball product unveiling line with a few celebrities who a few of them I do think are people that I've you know I've interviewed and look up to yeah. and enjoy their music and their output in the world. Okay. But Yep. Yeah, but I seeing you with the JLP shoe bag to me that's a moment that I thought like that stuck out more in my mind of sneaker moments that happened this weekend more so than Uh-oh. a celebrity sitting courtside. I'm being honest with I you. Love no, you I love you for that. I don't agree, but I love you for that, and we're gonna pound it. <laughs> they, they're I giving each that. other a pound. I love that. I respect that. I so do I. And, this is, and this is part of why we're on the show together yes, and why we're all here because we have differing opinions because yeah, I could absolutely. never, no offense to Joe, yeah. be excited about him wearing a GR95. Not even a little heart on the IG story? Really? I, I, probably, I, I, probably I got excited you. because he had the JLP shoe bag and everyone's saying <laughs> big JLP shoe. And it almost went oh. like it almost went like uh, like critical mass this weekend because didn't it feel like... <laughs> Guys, it's, this listen, is bigger than humbly, the Nike World Basketball no, Humbly, basketball. listen, critical humbly, mass. humbly, it is going... Viral? Well, here's the thing that I would say. <laughs> it's not going viral. Here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. And what I always say, straight to camera, yes. keep them coming. Big JLP shoe. But this is what I would say. The hidden requests on Instagram. Have you checked your folders lately? I always do. Okay. I dark, che- dark place. No. No. Total opposite. I haven't checked that in like months. I just thought it was all if you want to boost your <laughs> IG. So I never checked. Bro, yeah. I checked... Four days ago, mm-hmm. if I tell you it is the big JLP shoe epicenter in there, <laughs> hundreds, we, we found, hundreds. We, no, yes. you do not have hundreds of people I, in I your will DMs show you. I will show DMing you. you about big JLP shoe. I will show you. Don't show me your DMs. I could go wrong. There's nothing. To, 
There's nothing to hide. Uh, what <laughs> I was shoot- listen. For a second. There's so many, and also I have a bone to pick with IG. How come totally legit Instagram messages are in the hidden request? What are requests? they doing in there? Because I always thought that hit, the hidden requests are always just like the spammy That's sort of things. That's what I thought. It's but not. But then once in a while, you will actually get no. like someone who's hitting you up. Even yeah. more than once in a while, people responding, responding to like. Just like that's the whole T Pain. Is it T Pain's issue? Yeah, 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 yeah. You said I played myself, and I had all these requests from real legitimate people. Clean Business those, opportunities sitting in the request folder. Clean those folders out. There's legit people, and <laughs> I see PSA. the big JLP shoe. <laughs> oh, another. You better train another JLP shoe. I don't know if you hit you it. up. Is it a big one? Yes, big JLP shoe. One of the biggest JLP shoes <laughs> of all time. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest, <laughs> the biggest big JLP shoe. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be like no. a future podcast that was only run out yes, of ideas yeah, for headlines. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, ten biggest JLP shoes. I, I don't, shoes know, of I don't all know if time. you saw a friend of the program, uh, Skate the Great, mm-hmm. who uh, he was in Tokyo recently and he had seen another pair of the Busy Peas, and he hits me up. He's like, "Does your boy need another pair?" They sent it to me. I don't know if it was him. He sent yeah, it yeah, to yeah, me yeah. though. Yeah. I don't it, though. It always finds its way. I don't. Back he to sent him. it. He sent yeah. it to me though. That's a that's one of the JLP Skate shoes. Skate the Great was the one who got our Ar- boy Arthur the Michael Schumacher Nike. That's Arthur. an important connection. Yes. Another shoe that he posted though that I thought was really interesting was uh, he was in Sneaker Street mm-hmm. in Tokyo and he found a randomly found it was a MTV Nike Vandal High. Yeah. Whoa. From like the I don't know if it was from the eighties or nineties, but it looked very old. Yeah. And I remember I sent it. To another friend of ours, Brooklyn Dom. Oh, I was thinking that if there's a Brooklyn Dom shoe, former yeah. MTV VJ, and he had never seen the shoe before. So yeah. I saw somebody reposted it, and I, I don't remember it. who it was, but one of these collectors that we're friends with, and they were, I think, to some extent, questioning the legitimacy of it because they had oh, never really? seen that version of the shoe before or something like that. But I don't know the full story there, but I do, I do remember that going around over the weekend. Yeah, not nearly as exciting. I love you. That's the JLP shoe pack. I said I love. Someone put a counter. How many times I said I love you, but I appreciate it. Maybe I get you an MJW bag, Paravel. I'm oh, yeah. For, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know. Get a lifting belt with the yeah. Yeah. Not you. you what, are you, what are you getting for me? Uh, we'll see. You didn't react to the story, so. Nike Book One doesn't do anything for you, wealthy. Ah, uh, just. Maybe if I see other colorways of it, it's just like not something I'm going to run out to. Yeah. Like, I just oh. think it's a, it's a cool shoe, and anytime a shoe embraces puns in its design, like th- there's a there's a pull tab on the back that's inspired by the spine of a book, and it has these little clear pieces in it that look like pages of a book. Yeah, little yeah. details like yeah. that are things I quite enjoy, and I, I think it's cool how the shoe almost looks like a retro shoe. Like they could have just yeah. made Devin Booker a Nike blazer and updated it with it almost technology. Like a, it almost looks like a court force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that language in it, right? And yeah. the press release from Nike explains to some extent how they wanted to make it uh, uh, classic on the outside, but performance spec on the inside. And it's inspired to some extent by a 72 Chevy Blazer K5 that he has. A car, car collection's uh, crazy. Yeah, where like he put a new engine in it or something like that. But on the outside, it still looks like this classic performance car. So I, I, I appreciate that and the way they're blurring those lines. And I like that first orange colorway. I had to put it. A new engine in my Jeep Cherokee in 2006. <laughs> I uh, you, you felt like Devin Booker. <laughs> it, it was overheating, and I kept driving on it. Oh yeah, you told me this. Yeah, yeah. Really bad. All the smoke. I had to pull over right near Applebee's on Sunrise Highway. All the smoke. I couldn't see anything. You wanted all the smoke. Yeah, I thought you blew were the Barnes. engine. Blew the blew the engine. It was like seven thousand dollars to to replace the engine. That's a lot of insoles. Yeah. What about no, the, the fat bellied back. swoosh on that Devin Booker shoe, Welty? I think nonplussed. I, I think we got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we talk about the sneakers we're wearing? Maybe that will yes. excite us a little bit. We'll see what do you have on feet. Good uh, footwear. Big JLP shoe. Yeah. Keep it going. Uh, end clothing. End done shoe. Solomon. Yep. Mr. Sology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, end clothing Solomon XT6. And I noticed you're not using the lace garage. Hmm. Oh, to tuck to it in. tuck in, yeah. Wow, he's living on like, the edge today. Do do tuck in. I like to I like to tuck them a little bit. I just feel like it gets it gets to be too. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you just tuck too your out chain there? As well? yeah, I was gonna say he never tucks his chain. <laughs> never tucks the Solomon's. So that's okay. a, it's right on brand. Yeah. Okay. Tiffany Air Force One for me. Big JLP shoe. Yeah. Right on brand. How many yeah. times have you worn them? Um, three or four. 
Are they holding Slight up? typo in the Peso Pluma episode on the receipt. Oh. We said Tiffany Dunk. Sorry about that. Ah. When you, when someone spends 32000 there's a lot of shoes to, to uh, keep track of. But, yeah. And we, we're we sorry about that, Walt Demi. We should have we yeah, caught okay. that. It's okay. You guys are busy. Peso, Peso La Pluma? Peso Pluma. <laughs> I, you, I, dude, I left a comment. I know. On, on that. I, I, tried, I, I, I did not. I, not that I'm like, oh, you know, you didn't like uh, add it in there. But I. This came to remember when we had uh, Jim Jones on the legendary episode of Full Size of Run. Of course, he was and going I, like I, this with Jim Jones. If you <laughs> notice that episode, yeah, so fire. Yeah, well, and, and I was fire, like, but... remember when you were on the first episode of Sneaker yeah. Shopping, and he's like, uh, he's like my man Pluma, and he had my back. <laughs> Say his name right. Yeah, what do you mean? Do I remember? <laughs> I, right, I watched that episode. Some, some call him Puma, call him Pluma. Don't fuck his name up. He's you're, you're <laughs> the, the best. But, but yeah, peso peso Pluma. So it's. A little behind the scenes, worlds. me and Jose were thinking about an intro where it was like La Puma Pluma, but we didn't go with it. Didn't? Nah. No, the creative wasn't there. Nah. You went with the Tiffany Air Force Ones, though. You're sticking by the shoe. This is good. We haven't had a Tiffany Air Force One segment on the show in so long. Yeah. Well, do you remember that span of <laughs> yeah. months yes. where every well, week we had it? Not on, not on this one, but it was funny that I think both of us, we came around a little bit to the Tiffany Air Force One. We got them. Curtis, courtesy of, uh, well... Now your new friend, right? Close Sab- friend, Sabrina Unescu. Mm-hmm. We got him. She had a really good fit with the shoe that made sense in like a non-sneaker heady sort of way. She was just wearing a black, like skirt dress black with sweatsuit? a with a black sweatsuit. Or? You're doing it okay too, John. with okay. those, and it just it looked good on her in that instance. Yeah. Roasted me over the Stephen A. fit with these. <laughs> what was the Stephen A. fit? The ACG jacket, which I threw out. This is for the Wait, Stephen A. Smith you, episode you, of Sneaker your Shopping? Your fit got roasted so hard you threw the jacket out? No. <laughs> yes. No. That's totally what no, happened. It's not. Because I wore When was this? This was earlier this year. You yeah, shot a Sneaker yeah. Shopping episode with Stephen A. Smith. And it was fine. It was a black. It was the black Holland ACG. They fried me, young. <laughs> so listen. No, I, did, I didn't throw it out. I shouldn't say. You threw it no, out? No. I wore it on an episode upcoming. Mm-hmm. And then of I was like. Shopping. Yeah. I was like, hey. I love this jacket. I've had mem- good memories in this jacket. Some bad memories. It's, scrolling through the YouTube comments. Oh, yeah. And Holland, <laughs> when they said it was 90 degrees, which it was, he came in the shorts and the pandas. I had ACG, all conditions gear. We talked about that. But I wore it on another episode that actually drops Monday. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, listen, it's time to retire this jacket. So Totally of your own accord. I, yeah. Not I, at all influenced by the thousands of people online who are telling nah. you it's a bad look. No, nah, because I wore it after they roasted Stephen A. Steve, but yeah. <laughs> Nike Air Footscape oh. woven on feet for me. Am I doing too much to match no, the thing? No, Look at the no. color with the pants. With You're the doing shirt. it just right. Oh, it's, yep. It's the sneakers day slash not sneakers day yes, shoe. Yes, you were right. I was right. The shoe kind of released. We had a behind the scenes conversation yeah. about this. Um, anyways, it's here. It's on my feet. I'm happy about that. These feel better than I remember. I've had some Footscape conversations with people recently because the shoe has been in the milieu in the past couple months, and I don't remember Footscapes being particularly So we had that conversation the other day. Yeah. There's uh, another colorway of the Footscapes coming out. Mm-hmm. They're like... Of oh, the Footscape woven again. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Footscape woven. Brown sole, brown webbing, mm-hmm. tan suede upper mm-hmm. i believe and i saw this shoe and i was like oh this shoe is awesome I'd you're wear, all the way in yeah i'd wear that shoe all the time and you had said that the footscape isn't a shoe you want to wear all the time yes and we have some history with this because uh, this is so ironic yeah. we're getting so deep right here but wealthy's wearing solomon's on feet right now yep yeah and you said it was uncomfortable i did say at one moment in time that solomon's were kind of uncomfortable and wealthy said that he stayed away from them for a while because yeah. of it and yeah and if you told me that footscapes were uncomfortable i would be like hey i don't want to buy them they're not comfortable I, this is how much he supports us he He's loves your sneaker supportive. moments he he takes you know he, he places like the absolute confidence and faith in me for my sneaker opinions they actually don't feel as uncomfortable as i remember although so, you know my pinky toe on my left is like it's like having a little trouble with the woven sections also they were impossible to get on Really? Yes, and this is a women's shoe. It's an eleven and a half, so men's ten. And for a second, wealthy, I was thinking, I'm. Oh, it is. It is. I didn't know that it. It's okay. Yeah, it was weird. Even the even the tag on the box didn't say anything about unisex sizing. It didn't even call it a women's shoe on the box. It was just like Nike Air Footscape woven eleven and a half. And I was like, oh, did I get the wrong size? But I put. Did they make them in men's and women's? Did you just happen to get the women's one, or they just all women's releases? I think it's women's, but okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but. Dude, I needed a shoehorn. I, I oh. really needed a shoehorn. I didn't go grab it. I couldn't find one, but <laughs> these were hard to wow. get on. So 
you know, take that for what it's worth. Zach, the basic great at like, is it a hard shoe to get on? There's been so many times where he, he'd hit me, be like, "Hey, I saw you wearing these. Is it hard to get on?" Like, no, not at all. Our coworker Zach, the basic, is, two, is soliciting your advice. On... Two days later, I'd be like, Zach, they're so so hard. <laughs> There's to get nothing on. worse. ACG Gore Tex Mountain Fly was yeah. one of them. During like, there was a snowstorm. That's was, a big Zach shoe. I was so happy to put them on. He was like, "Hey, are they hard to get on?" I was like, "No, not at all." <laughs> Trekked a little bit in the snow. I was like, and then and then put them on again. I was like, Zach. Very tough to get on. Nothing worse than shoes that are hard to get on your feet. You want to know one of the shoes that I would say top five hard, hardest shoes to get on your feet? Another future episode, but let's hear it. Uh, Adidas Ultra Boost. Yeah. Tight. The tongue. It's no tongue. There's a. It's a. It's There's attached. no give. There's I think, no I think, give. I, I think people people got upset with me because I said I don't like what for multiple reasons. I don't like like wearing Ultra Boost because they're impossible to get on your feet. Mm. And I made a video of me trying to like. I had it with like that's always the, oh sorry oh, well. that's always the, that's always the <laughs> test for me is that if you can just put your foot into a shoe right that's like, what you want yeah without having to no manual assistance yeah just literally slide your foot in yeah okay and I was Nike Go Flyies and I was yeah. trying to literally like put my foot into an Ultra Boost with a, no hand assistance and it could not happen you sent it straight to Bjorn yeah. <laughs> Wait, where is that video? Was that online? I, I think I had posted oh. it on Twitter this was a oh. while back. Someone who's been wearing a lot of Ultra Boosts lately. Who's that? Jerry Lorenzo. It's, okay. it's his new signature shoe. He's always like a guy that gets one Adidas shoe and just like Sticks the, with yeah. the, y, y3. the Y3 mm -hmm. Zig Knit, I think it's which is, called. Which is such a classic, one of my favorite shoes. He's been wearing it's like a white with a green suede uh, toe box. Ultra Boost. Oh, really? Um, I missed that. Yeah, that's just. I guess it's been his 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 flow lately. But he, he has the outfit, the the LV bandana, uh, yeah. the sunglasses, the Ultra Boost. Yeah. But we've started to see a lot more of the Adidas Fear of God product. I know you were there at the the fashion show. Yeah, saw some of it. Some of it in at the a crack. distance, though. It was yeah. so hard to. to but it feels like we're there. actually seeing the product. Yeah. Now he had, uh, you know, his daughter's unboxing one of yeah. the, like the basketball lifestyle shoes yeah. on Instagram over the weekend. I don't like that shoe as much as the the lifestyle pairs, like the true ones that are based more on retro Adidas models. I think I mentioned here, I saw Bar Brown out a couple of weeks ago and he was wearing Adidas Fear of God mm. stuff. The one with like the really thick, I think they yeah. all have the really thick sole on them, but yeah. there's like almost like that like cup yeah, yeah, molded-esque yeah. sole. Yeah, I like those okay, but I, I want to see the whole range. Yeah. You I think excited? It, I think it's just... I just don't know what the reaction's going to be mm -hmm. on it. I think it's just like a wait and see sort of thing because mm -hmm. it. But we've done so much waiting. Yeah, it's so overdue. Yeah, like just I'm genuinely curious to see how the market's going to react to it. Yeah, because it's. I'm not saying it's off trend at the moment, but it's not exactly what everyone's been clamoring for as far as like footwear styles go. Yeah. But obviously, Jerry has a knack for hitting home runs with shoes. Yeah, and and he can dictate that taste too. I feel like there are only a few people who can change those trends and, and change those tides, and he's one of those people. I would like to see, I know he has a signature shoe, and I know Jerry's doing his own thing with Adidas, but I would love to see him and Aunt Edwards cook up. Yeah? Even just some apparel. That that would be a That'd good be pairing. Cool. That'd be campaign. a really good pairing to me. I, I gotta think... say, the Adidas shoe I'm excited about is that $500 running sneaker. Did you guys see this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. The Addy Zero Adios Pro Evo One, a marathon shoe that weighs four point eight seven ounces. Whoa! Yeah. I know people were upset. We'd post on Instagram. People are upset about uh, upset about. Oh, these aren't even that hot. Like, how are they charging five hundred for them? I'm like, dude, this has nothing to do with how the shoe looks. Yeah, this is a, a performance shoe. Did you give them a spin? There's only I don't run marathons, oh. but it's only meant to be worn to yeah. run races yeah it's not meant to go jogging in the morning it's not meant to walk down the street it's yeah literally hey i'm running the la marathon these are going to be my shoes yeah I, I really want to wear them and i don't think that they need to cost 500 dollars. i no. do think that's a bit of creative marketing from adidas to make this a statement shoe and i actually kind of love the adi zero boston 10 and adidas performance model that i've run in a decent amount yeah. i have a couple newer versions of it now but that's that's one that like feels good and looks quite good but I, w I would love to wear these they're limited to 521 pairs for their first release you have to sign up for a chance to purchase a
they're obviously trying to build hype around it, and maybe it's working because yeah. we're talking about it here on the show. But I, I, I want to see more stuff like that from Adidas. They need to put you in the ad. Remember the Adidas running ad, and it was <laughs> monotone. Give me. Do you what, remember the headphones? some? Yeah, some. Oh, what <laughs> was? But you were running in the Adidas. You had the sneakers on. <laughs> yeah, I mean. No, but it, the, it was the the um cadence the cadence. So yeah, oh, yeah. Just my standard like. He's like, well, it was just like. And then I went, well, well. No, I mean, we already, we already right, promoted headphones a, on my IG. Take they don't We're not about the ad. It's about your promo. comic wit. Thank you, Joe. Okay. Thank you for supporting me. Yeah. Should we talk about this catastrophic fail that was the latest sale of the Yeezy Grammy samples? Pretty big news last week. Yes, these shoes. Went very wide. Anytime there's like an auction that breaks through, especially dealing with a Yeezy Grammy. Yeah. Nike and it it goes super super mainstream, especially when the fall off in value it seems uh, and this was all, substantial. This yeah. was all at the like the apex of pandemic era. Yes, spending a ton on collectibles. You mean when the shoe first sold? Yeah, yeah. when uh, the rares. The you you had done the interview yeah, with yeah, the yeah. owner of the shoe. Yeah, I mean, I guess. We didn't know at the time, or maybe some people did, that that was the true apex of sneaker prices. And now, looking back on it, maybe it is. But the Grammy Nike Air Yeezy 1 sample that Kanye West wore sold in 2021 at Sotheby's via a private sale for $1.8 million to this company, Rares, which was built around this idea of fractional investment, basically, where they would obtain these super rare sneakers and you could buy shares in the sneakers. And then the idea was that later on so down the stupid. line... It doesn't... So, it's so stupid. <laughs> later on down the line that they would sell the shoe for more money and you would stand to gain if you were a shareholder in the sneaker. And this came in the holder. pandemic. <laughs> Not very nice. This came in the pandemic when people were starting to think so much more about sneakers as an asset class, the famous... Bloomberg Business Week story where um, Anna Bear's son was unmasked was, I think, titled something to the effect of this is not a sneaker. This is an asset class. So this just supercharging this whole new group of people investing well, in shoes whole, as assets. Just, just that whole moment of board apes, yes. N- yeah. NFTs, yep. uh, trading cards. Uh, yes. Was it hot sh- NBA hot shots? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of that where uh, you're even – not even just uh, super rare sneakers, but yeah. just all of a sudden, like the Nike SB dunk boom, where yeah. it's like random shoes are now going for over a thousand dollars. Like it was, it was funny just because it's like the pandemic was uh, upon us, and it seemed like people were going about to bunker down and not have money. But then at spending went crazy. Yeah, yeah, and then the prices went through the roof. It was just like you could almost foresee these things crashing mm. because it's like you we're, wait, no one's going to have any money. We're headed towards a recession, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden we think that things are worth more than ever. And I think dealing with this company, it was basically this Yeezy purchase was really a big kind of media introduction to it. Yes. It seemed like they obviously they were filling kind of like what the company was intended to do, yes. but also to, come onto the scene with this purchase. Huge splash. Seemed like it was also PR, essentially. Yeah, I think so. And well, you got to interview them. Yes, I interviewed Jerome Sapp, one of the co-founders, when they first bought the shoe million from Sotheby's. So... Yeah, and, and we got to set the stage here, yeah. too, just so people understand the fall-off. The shoe sold in 2021 via Sotheby's, via private sale, for $1.8 million. <laughs> A year later, Rares was trying to sell it at Christie's, and Christie's wasn't really publicizing the figures at that point, but they told us they... We're anticipating $2.5 million. Oh, okay. But right around the time they were trying to sell it, September 2022, Ye just totally fell apart, went turbo yep. on the anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. totally torpedoed any goodwill he had with anyone. Christie's canceled that sale. And then a year later, now in 2023, Golden sold the shoes for a mere $150,000, $180,000 after fees. These shoes lost 90% of their value. <sighs> it's a lot. It's- it just so, how does this happen? It's just so nuts, and it's like, how down bad was rares mm-hmm. to sell it? To sell it when you you know Kanye West is at his career nadir, yeah, rock bottom, yes. or, or any sort of collectible or like the collectibles market is in the dog pile right now, right? Mm-hmm. And Kanye West's public popularity is at its 
lowest it's ever been. Yes. So how with those two things aligning, are you going to have a nearly $2 million investment and decide this is the time to offload it? Yes. Unless you're so cash strapped that it's um, it's a salvage uh, just get a little li- bit back. Li- yeah. Liquidation sale. Everything must go. The other factor here is how much did they overpay from the beginning? Yeah. You know? Well, so the thing is I've talked to some people who who we all know, and I won't mention their names explicitly, but who buy and sell these rare shoes and who are very into that market and, and who participate regularly in that. And they're all telling me now, like, yeah, that number was always too high. And you interviewed Jerome Sapp. And even in that interview, I remember you being like, you know, I'm skeptical of, I want to paraphrase, I'm skeptical of how much value this is actually worth or how much the shoe is actually worth. You said that in the interview. And it may have started from overpaying. Right. And, And, like, the thing is, the people who are invested in these things, it's really not in their interest to ever say that the prices are too high. You know, guys who make their living buying and reselling sneakers, I don't think they ever want to publicly be on the record being like, yeah, those prices were inflated because they benefit from these things being worth millions of dollars well, I mean, or $2 million. Look at our show, right? Mm-hmm. The first episode in this studio, mm-hmm. the topic was the Scars Air Force One yes. selling for yes. $120,000. Yes. Like, yes. All love the... Clark Kent and Scar's Pizza. Of course, we love them. NPG, your friend yes. who sold it. There's no reality which that shoe is worth $120,000. And I've always felt that, but it's a hard thing to put out there when the market dictates the reality of, of the prices. And if the market says this is worth that much and, and someone pays that much for it, then to some extent you have to say, okay, but I, I just don't know what the basis for it. It just seems is. a lot of. You're almost like trying to fudge the numbers on one shoe in hopes that it's like this sort of tide that's going to bring the value of Mm -hmm. everything else up. Like it's this long-term plan of, uh, you know... Juicing the market across the board. I think the Scars one, and like you said, shouts to everyone involved. Clark was here, and we we talked about it. We love, love everyone involved, but... The Scars one is probably the biggest example yes. of recent 120,000. We knew it was super limited, but I don't know. I can't fathom what has to happen for that to sell at 120,000. It's crazy. Especially now when you consider the new price that these Yeezys have gone for. If the market corrected itself and the Grammy Nike Air Yeezy 1 sample, which by all accounts is way more valuable and way more historically significant than a scars air force one if that shoe just sold for one hundred and eighty thousand dollars after fees then a scars has okay, to be so there's so many there's already so many there's already so many there's not a lot of pairs of the scars air force one yeah was super it, limited there was only like 50 pairs i believe something i don't know the exact number along that that line but it's still a shoe that's in production to some extent mm-hmm. even if there is less than a hundred or so yeah. pairs in the in the universe but the Kanye shoe is Memor- something, it's like a Smithsonian. Memorabilia. Yes. 100%. And I, 100%. I'm not saying I understand it worth being $1.8 million. Right. It sold for 60000 more than the Scar Air Force One. That gap doesn't make sense. That, and then to me, that means the Scars are just not worth anywhere near that, which is something I've believed for, for years now. Yeah. Uh, I will say rares outwardly. It's looked for a while now, like the company has uh, shut down or slowed down to some extent. You go to their IG, they haven't posted anything in months. Uh, the only comments that are on the latest posts are people complaining about where their money is or, or, you know, pointing out how much of a loss they sold the Yeezys for. I've emailed both of the co-founders. Uh, we've mentioned I interviewed yeah. Jerome Sapp a couple years ago as a co-founder. None of them have responded to my emails, but I did send some messages to employees, and one of them confirmed to me that the company is shutting down. They mm-hmm. said, quote, yeah. this is from a Rares employee saying, unfortunately, as a result of challenging economic circumstances, Rares was unable to secure the necessary funding to sustain operations through the remainder of 2023. At this time, we're in the process of winding down Damn. operations. Macroeconomic trends. This explains a lot why this auction happened and why it happened for such a little amount of money. Because also, this is at Golden, and and I don't think there was a reserve price on the auction. Like, why would you sell something that you paid $2 million for with no reserve? And to me, a reasonable answer is that everything must go, and you're trying to recoup some of the money. And clearly, we don't know, so we don't want to say, but just a speculation. Like you said, everything must go. It feels like uh, a lot of these companies that got involved in the collectibles business probably had people pumping money 
into them to prop them up in the first place. So there's people wanting return on investments that they owe money to. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, the people who that was their whole business model, right? It was like people buying the shares of the shoes, too. Yeah. yeah. Like so. any of those people are going to want their money back. Did you talk to Golden about this? I did reach out to Golden. Nobody wanted to comment. It's funny, too. Like all these auction houses who are so eager to cash in when, when things are good. Yes. And, and they're so eager to rely on outlets like ours who cover sneakers to to help contextualize build, build their the, business yeah the significance and the cultural importance and to some extent the value of these shoes they they all want to talk to us when the shoes don't sell for as much or when the things start to slump then nobody has any comment or nobody could talk to you it's like you guys have been sending us press releases for years about all these super expensive shoes that are they're going for sale and breaking records and now you can't tell me like why the shoe is worth uh 10 of what it used to be bit of a frustrating one <laughs> just my thoughts Okay. <laughs> I, I did also trace to some extent the chain of custody for the shoe. So the, the Grammy Nike Air Yeezy one was originally went up for auction via a Soul Collector charity auction back in the day. And then I think changed hands and Justin Amazing from the Heat Check, who also is involved in Legacy with Puneet. He, oh, yeah. he acquired them, he told me in 2015, he was asking $75,000 for them. He says the Grammy Museum offered him $20,000 back then and also that someone from Chris Brown's team wanted to buy a pair. He dropped the price That's to $50,000. Did, did anyone write about that? I'll probably publish something soon. That's like... Where it went, the I know, history of I it know. is like this pers- thing has changed hands a number of times. That's really interesting. But it's funny because if you think about it, and obviously the sneaker market has sort of you know, dictated things go higher because mm-hmm. other things are worth X amount of dollars, but... If you just take that out of it, like if you take the idea of how much Paris dunks are worth or Pigeon dunks, yeah. so this must be worth X amount of dollars. Being offered $20,000 for the pair of sneakers actually seems like, oh, that's a pretty good cash in for one pair of shoes. Yeah, especially back then before all these prices went insane. Yeah, $20,000 for a pair of sneakers. Like yeah. you just tell tell someone that they'd say, yeah, sure. Yeah. And also great, <laughs> it's a great $20,000 to own those piece of memorabilia. So Justin says that he eventually accepted an offer for $25,000 from someone from the UK, a collector who said they wanted them for their personal collection, but then that that collector promptly listed them on Flight Club next week for $130,000. The shoes were listed on Flight Club from November 2017 to August 2018, never sold and withdrawn by the seller. And then years later, I don't know how many times they changed hands from then, but the next time I remember them being sold is via Sotheby's for $1.8 million. We should do a social that is, asset of that, just the... Yeah. That is the king of, you know, when people are like, oh, man, I should get the Travis Scott Jordans or the Chunky Dunky SBs because, you know, I'd really like to wear them. Mm-hmm. You, you know when you see those comments all the yeah, time? Yeah. No, because I want to wear them. Yeah. That's like to me. It's like, oh, I just want them to keep my personal collection because I'm a real collector. And then two days later, you put them on Flight Club for hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, for five times the value. Yeah, <laughs> wild. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy market. And one of the one of the interesting people whose names pops up in these sales a lot is a guy named Ryan Chang, and he's the one who sold them via Sotheby's for the one point eight million when Rares acquired them. What do you think he's doing right now with this news? <laughs> I mean he's he, he he's he the biggest in. winner of all this. He runs something called Applied Arts NYC, which is described just listening to can't tell me nothing on repeat. <laughs> the, these auction house press releases call this a media company that celebrates sneakers as fine art objects when really it just looks like an Instagram page that posts shoes. I tried to interview this guy multiple years I've been, I've been trying to reach out to this guy but won't talk to me do you think it's funny how sometimes man how a lot of these people who buy and sell these uh uber rare shoes for a lot of money try to make it seem like if they make any sort of public comment or mm-hmm. if anyone finds out who they are it's going to be the end of the world and it's like dude nobody cares <laughs> i care i know I care. you care but i mean yeah you feel like they feel like their life's going to come to an end yeah they they want to be anonymous a lot of the times yeah yeah it just it's just very odd uh behavior to and me. i, I want to know more about this ryan chang guy because a lot of the people who we know who are involved in high-end or volume reselling people like corgi or yeah. dre or your friend pg our friend mm-hmm. 
these people have been around for years and we've seen their names. This guy, his name keeps popping up and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Again, all these press releases from auction houses carrying his stuff calling like, quote, a world-renowned collector or something like that. Does our boy PG vouch for him? <laughs> I've, I've never really heard of him outside of that or know anybody in the sneaker world who knows him. The only way I know him is from reselling super valuable shoes that it, yeah. it's almost like he's trying to be like the Larry Gagosian of the sneaker world and like just pump up these prices as much as possible especially when you look at sorry I'm, I'm rambling yeah, here but all these all these quotes from him this is a quote from Sotheby's when he was selling a pair one thing for sure value and how we define it is changing I think the public will start to revere some highly coveted sneakers just as they revere masterpieces by Norman Rockwell and Winslow Homer because they'll view all these objects as cultural artifacts. But the, so here the issue with that is is mm. that I obviously I think sneakers are worth something. Yeah. But we've talked about it a lot on here where the reality of shoes is so much different than art mm -hmm. because shoes only they have a finite lifetime yeah. mm -hmm. much obviously everything does right yes, yes, everything yes. is going to turn to dust one day but i think the idea of a sculpture or a painting you have being those, analogous to a pair, a pair of sneakers yeah from 200 years ago you can still have one of those and it can still be uh, seen as a piece of art you these don't think Kanye sneakers have the are, same shelf life i feel like these no because in 30 years that shoe's going to be completely crumbled and cracked and even on display you think I feel like there's a way you could preserve it. To some extent, maybe, but I, the Kanye Grammy. I'm not, I'm not saying it's uh, not worth something. I no, just but think I think that, it is. I think it is art in like if you envision but, it in a glass case and like just saying everything is all of a sudden going to be like this museum of rare shoes. Mm -hmm. I, maybe I just don't see it because I think that these things are just going to crumble one day. You know, yeah. um, that's uh, my take. It's, it's funny, funny you mentioned. I was thinking about it the other day. You funny mentioned Dre, friend of ours who owns Project Blitz mm -hmm. in um, Los Angeles area. Ton of rare shoes. You know, great visit. You've I gotta been go there. back there. There was a photo this weekend from I think it was a sneaker con. Uh, what in, do you have in I Los Angeles? So he, he was this. in the middle. Jeff Staples on one side. Yep. P Rod is on the other side. P Rod's holding a pair of Paris Dunks. Jeff Staples holding a pair of Pigeon Dunks, and it, it's like. I don't a know. It, face off, maybe? No. <laughs> but it's just it, it's just a very uh it just marks a moment like that Do where you it's wish like, you were there? No, but it just sorry. What do you what do you have? Almost two hundred thousand dollars or hundred fifty thousand like, uh, dollars. Show what you got. Yeah, a little uh, worth of shoes like in the middle. Do you think that, Do you think that those shoes are going to be uh mm. forever enshrined in a museum one day? I think that it's fair to put them there. I just don't know about the prices around them. And again, I yeah. think that a lot of the people who are on the record saying that these things are going to be art or these things should be analogous to a Norman Rockwell painting are the people who stand to gain tremendously, literally they're, millions they're, of dollars. They're doing their things. own PR. Yeah, you know, uh, another quote, there's a cultural shift happening where collectors are responding to shoes the same way we respond to fine art. This is the guy, Ryan Chang. Yeah, you would love it if collectors who are spending fine art prices would spend that same amount of money on sneakers because you're one of the people who is, is benefiting from it so massively. The crazy part though is that I would say it feels like the majority of people who are actually purchasing the shoes mm -hmm. for these uh, absorbent amounts of money mm. aren't people that, I don't want to call them sneakerheads, but right. it's almost that they're not partaking within the cultural space of shoes or, 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 or limited I, it, footwear. It where they're like it's like Jason to what we do. They're people who are coming from the outside in. That's with, what it feels like with a to ton me. of money who want to become the biggest collectors. Like yes, within and, this and I don't space. I don't know like who benefits from that other than the people who've already hoarded all the most expensive rare stuff and the people who want to invest in it and have the money to put millions of dollars i'm gonna totally it. forget his name uh there was that gentleman from canada yeah uh I, I don't know if you remember what his name is uh, i think his name's miles but you brought him up so i don't know yeah but the guy who had he I, he was almost the og yeah that of stadium this. goods sale right he bought yeah. all that stuff and like the, the nike, nike moon, moon shoes yeah. yeah where it's like these are not sneaker people the one thing i would say yeah to to counter that maybe miles nadal know. is that his name i don't think it might be i don't even know if it's a counter the Complex closets of the rarest Jordan collection that we yeah. filmed. Yeah. 
an anonymous collector. Again. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think that this goes into any point. It's just kind of an aside. Like, mm -hmm. I left that place like so inspired. What I would say about that collection and what you were saying, where like it doesn't hold up, I see that as like the other counter to that argument. Just having all those rare pairs with so much history and putting it together at a time when it wasn't all about get rich quick. Yes. That collection stands out to me as like not glitzy auction wise, but yeah. just a crazy amount of shoes that were amassed. It's just the, it's a hard world to kind of pinpoint or figure out because mm -hmm. we just have Fat Joe on the show and he's yeah. talking about having one of the world's greatest sneaker collections, sure. right? Where he's a, obtained uh, mass and volume of all these rare shoes, but that's not even the same like world as this collectibles space. They're just mm -hmm. two different things. They're like kind of there, but I also don't feel like people going out there and getting game-worn Air Jordans and having a collection of yeah. it at their houses. I'm the biggest sneakerhead because I have all these Michael Jordan shoes. I, it's it's a different level, and I think the memorabilia aspect of it, and when you bring Jordan in, totally changes it. And, yeah, and that's I a good point. That's maybe what I was trying to say more like uh, in a more sufficient way, yeah. Uh, but also, even that stuff, I don't think we can say for sure is going to hold its value because at the same time that these Yeezys fell off, there was also the Jordan-worn airships, which sold for $624,000 last week at Golden after mm. going for $1.5 a couple of years ago. Mm. So even though I do think mm. that when it comes to sports memorabilia and somebody like Jordan, his legacy is set. It can't be torpedoed yeah. in the in the way that Ye did to to his. I still think that that value in those items is not necessarily rock solid. Yeah, yeah. Joe, have you have you uh, come around to the J Balvin Air Jordan threes yet? The okay, black one, nowhere. The white ones. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't wear white. Yeah, but, but can you? Can you find a place in your heart for that sneaker? The white one? <laughs> yeah. No. Black one, yes. So we still, have, we still haven't come over this. No. You, you Is this a the... campaign that you're working on? Yeah. I, I just I just want to, like, at some point, you know, it's like the straw that broke the, the camel's back where mm -hmm. there was the white shoe that JLP couldn't live without. No, that, uh, listen, props <laughs> to Balvin. You saw Balvin with MJ at NASCAR. Yeah. And the black ones, I'm all in. You know that. But yeah. I think the white shoe looks sweet. You'll that... know. You'll know this. What's the what last and maybe only dominant white Jordan I've wore in the past few years? Closing us out with some trivia. It's not the white cement Jordan 3, is it? No. You know it. Wealthy has an encyclopedic it's, I really memory. Don't. It's not all white. I, text, like I think this. I texted both you guys. CDG Sundermax? Nope. Oh, Jordan. Union. That's right. Union, they're pink, but Union Jordan 4s. Okay, but isn't it? <laughs> He's saying it doesn't even count. No, it's... Joe had Fab. <laughs> yes. Early uh, guest on sneaker shopping. Mm -hmm. Go back and watch the original Jordan, yeah. episode shot at Packer Shoes. Yes. I think. Uh, Fabulous on sneaker shopping? Yeah. yeah I Fabulous, think... who was at the Nike World Basketball you Festival. You missed it. Sorry. Fab <laughs> got an early pair on the original episode. This is tying back to recent events mm -hmm. of the James Worthy. Yes. Packer New Balance basketball sneakers yes. similar to the Joe Fresh Goods. Oh. Whatever. Uh New Balance MJ basketball sneaker. It's all tied together. All like tied together, but then he you have him back on on uh, yep. on uh sneaker shopping. Yes. One of the, yep. And uh, I texted you guys. He was having internal crisis about wearing the Union Jordan fours, the guava ice. Oh, you little like light. You were compromising. Yeah, your a little light of a Jordan for me, but I, but I, uh, I, I made it through. I made it through. <laughs> I think and the, history will show that as a bigger moment. I think than that Devin white, Booker releasing that, his first shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it excites me more. Uh, uh, I, more power to you. You talk about we saw the Joe Fresh Goods interview. You're yeah. very excited. He put the battery in your back to, he said, go ahead and clap back sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've been a little more quiet since he gave you that advice. I, yeah, I haven't uh, haven't had as many things to say lately. Mm -hmm. You've been off like. of X? No, I haven't been off of it, but you I just... Uh, switch to threads? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Listen, you guys got some travel coming up. Uh, yeah. But we'll be around. We're here next yeah. week. Yeah. We've got a break coming up soon, but we'll address that when we get there. Yeah. I yeah. just want to say it though, I really do like 
that J Balvin white Air Jordan 3. I think they did an awesome job with that. Sneaker. Yeah, shouts to him. Your boy Frank Cook helped out on that? Yeah. I might, yeah, maybe I'll see him next week. Oh, what? Huh? All right, everyone. This has been the Complex Sneaker Show. I don't know what he's talking about. We <laughs> hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, comment, and we will see you next week. Our producer is Jillian Hardman Webb. Our supervising producer is David Matthews. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Research and graphics from Sean Villavincencio. The Complex Sneaker Show is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. 